fools everyone i feel like we should be on a ride <laughs> oh yeah it does feel like an amusement park ride it song, does definitely right? sound like yeah. like yeah like you're waiting and queuing in line at a disney disney well, this ride. is what plays when you're when the uh ride is over and you're walking out yeah, yeah. <laughs> or this is the entrance the queuing line of uh what's it called like a like a six flags ride it's like dante's peak in here yep <laughs> all right well dang that's that that's an epic song. Wow. Sure is. Where's that from? It, it's it's from Galaxy Quest. What? What's that? It's the movie that at the 2013 Star Trek convention in Las Vegas was considered the seventh best Star Trek movie of all time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> in a fan ranking. That's to the point funny, where <laughs> they were originally going to do the fan rankings without it, and it had so many write-ins, they had to put it on the ballot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know what? That alone is pretty telling. Like, because, like, uh, prior to starting this podcast, I found like a trailer for a Galaxy Quest documentary. Oh, that was like, oh yeah, I was like, I looked back at like, hey, the impact and legacy of Galaxy Quest. Oh, that thing, yeah, that thing, yeah, you were you're showing me, <laughs> right, right, right. And, and so, like, in that trailer, we see all these people like praising Galaxy Quest, like all these high profile people. Um, and I'm like, wait, was it really that like big a deal? I, mean, uh, I guess it kind of was to some of the Trek fandom. If you're I a mean, Trek fan yeah. and Galaxy Quest left a huge impact on you, like tell us. I would love to know because I, I honestly pri- just had no clue. <laughs> I think that's primarily who it had a big impact on because when it came out, it kind of flopped. It didn't do very well, uh, even though it came out on December 25th, which is like a pretty stellar day for movies to come out. Um, part Christmas. of that's. Yeah, and Christmas. Yeah, but part yeah, of that. I would like to know. I would love to know, like, what the general like temperature of the Star Trek like fandom in general was like in the year nineteen ninety nine. Like, what shows were airing at the time? Well, I think at that point, Star Trek was well into Voyager, um, which okay. means that it was definitely in like the public mind a lot still. And I think and among and among Trek fans, how was Voyager received? Were people thinking like, "Boy, do I wish TNG were still around." Well, the thing is, Voyager, okay, first of all, there was a general decline in quality as Star Trek went on when it came back. Okay. So it started off with TNG, and, you know, TNG was bad at the beginning, but it got much better, right? Then sure. DS9 happened, and I think in the public eye, it was considered the like a weaker show. Mm-hmm. I personally think DS9 is actually the strongest of the that era of Star Treks, uh, okay. but- uh, that's not necessarily what's always publicly thought to the point where like when they re- decided to restore Star Trek, they restored the original series and TNG, but they didn't restore DS9, right? Like they kind of yeah. left it alone, even though they're it's actually maybe easier to restore DS9 because a lot of it was also CG. So you could have gone back and was literally found like, the files. Did DS9 happened to be like shot on tape or something. No, st- all these shows were shot on film. Uh, hmm, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Yeah, so they just they just chose not to. And then Voyager was like a step down even further to most people. And I, I think the main problem with Voyager is that it took a lot of what like Star Trek, like because DS9 became very serial. 
So it, it, it became more like almost like a modern, not necessarily like a prestige show, but it was a serialized show. It was an episodic, you know, sure. it had some episodic episodes, but there was like an ongoing story. Whereas okay. Voyager went back to monster of the week. Sort of. Okay, the reason why I asked that question is because depending on what Star Trek fans thought of their current Star Trek offerings at the time in 99, Galaxy Quest might have come as like uh, a, ref- oh, like, like a, a breath great of movie. fresh air <laughs> or, or it might even be like, hey, here's because it seems to be most closely modeled after like TOS and TNG or a combination of the two. Yeah, mostly TOS and a slight combination of uh, with TNG because obviously they have their Wesley equivalent. Um, right, that's, right. That's, that's basically... But it's it's it seems to take most of its cues from the original series. Yeah, you have, like you have your... definitely, it's more of a Kirk and his crew sort of analog than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at the time, Star Trek mo- TNG movies were coming out, right? So they were mm-hmm. they had Star Trek First Contact, they had Star Trek Insurrection, and then this movie came out. So this must have been a breath of fresh air as a good movie. <laughs> a while we were, you know, we- you know. Look, oh hi, Ricardo. <laughs> I, I wanted to chime in and say this. <laughs> Do you think they're going to go the way of uh, of like the Fast and the Furious movies? Well, they're, where they're just going to call it like Trek Nine, you know, T like Nine, <laughs> you know, ah, uh, like they already hired the the Fast and the Furious director, Justin Lin. That's true, they did. Yeah, so, I think I think yeah. the problem is that the movies themselves aren't considered lucrative enough, whereas yeah. the shows, yeah, even though they're they're not the best rated, the modern shows are getting they're I think essentially driving Paramount Plus on their own. Like they're mm. actually kind of helping them create their own streaming service. Uh, like I'll, for, I don't think I hear about any other Paramount Plus originals or like yeah, it's se- a lot like of Star major Trek. franchises or series that are exclusive to that platform. Or at least I haven't heard any like advertisements for anything else really on Paramount Plus mm. other than like hey, look. Star Star Trek and some kids shows. Basically, that's all I can think of. Okay, yeah, but you know, it's Galaxy Quest. It's a movie that, as we said, came out. December 25th of 1999, the same year The Matrix came out. Uh, and I think that doesn't really affect it too much because The Matrix came out in March. But still. Yeah, I had that on my list, you know. <laughs> well, Dan, as you requested before the podcast began, I'm going to ask you to activate the Omega 13. And let's go 13 seconds back. Into- actually, if it's years, it's perfect. No, you it's need actually- 23. Uh, oh, 23. Oh, damn. You're way older than you think. You're way older than you think. I had that anyway. thought too. Don't worry. I was there. I'm just past it already. <laughs> you already fixed it I'm here it to shepherd mind. you through. <laughs> Don't worry. We are old. Let's go, Dan. Take us. Take wow. us away. Okay. So first off, in the year 1999, it happened to be a really good year for video games, man. We had the release of Smash Brothers, Silent Hill, Pokemon Snap, FF8, Third Strike, Roller Coaster Tycoon, the release of the Dreamcast in September, Soul Calibur, tons more. And just Dang. two days just two days before the release of Galaxy Quest, we had Gran Turismo 2, which was immediately in my household and being played by both of my brothers. <laughs> that um, was during the era where people really, really wanted to play very realistic driving sims. Oh, and I mean, not- that's still happening, dude. The but, driving but like sims was, never went was, away. But it was almost like mainstream. People mainstream wanted to that's do it. That's true. Not and really was, anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they still like had a foot in like like they were trying to service both sides in that era by having like there's an arcade mode in this like game later yeah. later Gran Turismo's just did away with it they they stopped trying mm-hmm. um, anyway also just as a quick like one one song from '99 Shares Believe <laughs> came out in October oh 
And uh, like we said, The Matrix was released in March. On May 25th, 35.5 million viewers banded together to watch the series finale of Home Improvement. <laughs> it was immediately followed by a backstage wow. special where they looked back at the show's eight-year run and they finally showed Wilson's whole goddamn face, which is an extremely quaint notion now because yeah. if the internet it had existed in its current form like back yeah. then, there's you no way know. that intrigue would have lasted for eight years. Everyone yeah, would have known what he looked like. Yeah, you just, that's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That, that's I hilarious. I always thought that was... That was such an interesting character thing. Like, I don't well, Wilson know. Wilson was probably the best character in the show. He's the most like, wholesome part of Home Improvement. Gosh, yeah. Home Improvement. <laughs> yeah. I remember that show. Damn, Home like, he Improvement. Was, he was the dude. Like, like, retrospectively, I think there were only really two parts of Home Improvement I enjoyed. Whenever Wilson was there, and whenever they had, like... The, the man version when, when of Pam his Anderson room. Was there? Yeah, oh, whenever they had like a big, huge like set that they built with like mechanical moving parts and stuff, like those were like actual like. Yeah, they would spend like marble. half the episode just showing off the set they built. Yeah, like the man's kitchen with the with the yeah. fridge that had a chef inside of it that only gave you meat and potatoes. Yeah, and, it was sick. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was fun stuff. Yeah. November, Toy Story 2 was released. Which helped oh. Tim Allen's image as an intrepid spaceman. Mm. And uh, a couple of weeks before the release of the actual movie, the RIAA had just filed its first lawsuit against Napster for copyright infringement. <laughs> oh, it was wow. around that time, 99. And that's, the, that's your little snapshot of 1999 for y'all. That's a good year for Tim Allen. Like yeah, he, like he was like, like coming out on like yeah, he was right off the end of his like main series. He had Toy Story movies coming. Yeah, and, and Home Improvement was still heavily syndicated, so yeah. making a ton of yeah. money off of it. And everything was coming up, Alan. Yeah, and then he became a crazy motherfucker. He didn't become <laughs> one. <laughs> he was always like that. Yeah, he was always like that. That's true. <laughs> He just decided to to be more open about it, I guess. You know, apparently he like hassled Sigourney Weaver on the set of Galaxy Quest to sign a piece of like of the Nost no, wait, the Nostromo? The Nost no, Nostradamus? Like whatever the Nostromo. ship was from Alien. Nostromo. 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 That's right. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. So he had a piece of that from like the alien set that he oh, had wow. somehow procured. What? And after much badgering, Sigourney Weaver signed it for him and said, Tim, like stolen by Tim Allen, loves Sigourney <laughs> Weaver. <laughs> uh, so did, did he actually steal it? That's what Sigourney like accused him of by citing it. And uh, according to Sigourney, Tim Allen was not happy with the signature. Oh, well, that's fine. Yeah, he's probably like, <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, wait, no, what? What? No, no. Because because Alien is a Fox movie, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. So yeah. so it wouldn't be like he's in the ABC lots and then he finds uh, fucking random pieces of. <laughs> well, and apparently well, Tim is also like, I don't know if this is just like a, a coincidence, but even during the trailer for that Galaxy Quest documentary I mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. he showed off like a blaster gun from the from the movie. And he says, I'm going to have to give this back now because I stole this. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a history of just stealing things. Yes. <laughs> it's so weird. Like it's 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 very interesting that there's a documentary after the fact because actually the movie itself had very little promotion, but the only promotion they gave it was like a fake behind the scenes mockumentary of the creation of the in-world Galaxy Quest show. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah it was like a that. whole featurette that was just like 
the actors from Galaxy Quest pretending they're actors in the in-universe Galaxy Quest show. Where would, you about ha- it. <laughs> where would you have caught this advertisement? Did they I don't know. Put it on TV? I feel like it's one of those things that they just showed on like ABC, maybe. I don't know. Mm, maybe. Like, maybe. <laughs> well, probably not ABC because this is a DreamWorks thing. And, oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Katzenberg fucking hates Disney at this point. So... <laughs> Uh, he probably wouldn't have let it be shown there. In fact, I have no idea where this showed, but apparently that exists where Weird. there is this like mockumentary. Maybe it was which like is- those like VHS tapes that Nintendo would send out. I had one that was all about Star Fox 64 and the Rumble Pack. Oh. I would watch it over and over again for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you wanted to experience the Rumble for yourself. Yeah, oh, man. Nah. I was so intrigued by that Rumble Pack. <laughs> anyway, that that was our trip around the sun and you know what let's still do sponsors this week because fuck it why not our first sponsor it's expressvpn like always listen let's do this quickly if you like (laughs) having a good good high quality vpn that one is very secure actually just very recently expressvpn passed a new independent audit by the company f secure for their windows app and they're actually Ah. committing to do uh more privacy and security audits with all of their apps through other third parties. And you can, you know, just Google that. It's called F-Secure. Uh, they do security audits for all sorts of things, including VPNs. And they pass with flying colors because ExpressVPN is cool like that. And cool. it's very, it's actually not that common for lots of VPNs to actually submit themselves to third party audits that often because uh, it's, you know, it's going to expose a lot of stuff. Right, uh, but right. yeah, they, they chose to do it. And that's because they're they're actually telling the truth when they say that they're your very secure VPN. Uh, they have no activity logs or connection logs. They have really great service. Just Yule, Yule logs. They have Yule logs during Christmas. Only Yule logs and Turkish and then they logs. burn those immediately. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Gotta burn those logs. Yeah, and uh, they they if you want locations, they have 160 locations spanning 94 countries. There's so many different places where you can log into. They actually work with Netflix and other streaming services, and they're very fast. So if you want a VPN of that quality, you can head on over to expressvpn.com slash newbie Star Trek. And if you sign up for 12 months using that link, you'll get an extra three months for free, which means the whole deal is 49% off. It's a pretty dang good deal. So that's expressvpn.com slash newbie Star Trek. Cool. So this is normally what I would summon Denise Crosby and ask her, to ask and, Ricardo. <laughs> and we couldn't afford Sigourney Weaver. We, no. we, we, shortly before we began recording the podcast, we looked on Cameo and none of the, episodes, none of the actors for, for Galaxy Quest are up on there. Yeah. So, not that we were seriously considering getting a Cameo done. That would have delayed the podcast severely. <laughs> yeah. Wait, actually, this is, this is probably a question worth asking at this point. Who here had yeah. actually seen the movie before? I had never uh, seen it before. This is my first time. <laughs> I've I've seen it a million times. I've seen it a bunch of times too. I think this I, might be my second but, viewing ever. But wait, wait, we're not going to do it like we usually do the the podcast where it's like almost like scene for scene. We're going to just kind of yeah, we should just o- talk about it. Yeah, it'll probably take a while to get through a scene for scene. Yeah, we don't have to do it scene by scene. I think yeah. we could just like generally describe what happens in the plot. I mean, we could we could pull up a like a more general synopsis. If we yeah, to. we can we yeah. can read a synopsis and then we can just talk about maybe. Like, because I forgot everything about what happened in the movie, so <laughs> I need someone to remind me, please. I'll start. Someone said. Someone said. This, uh, what did you say right now, Sarah? S- something about point. No, I said. Um, 
we can read a synopsis or something and then talk about different points in the movie. Points. That's interesting. You said points. Because this reminds me about, this reminds me of Point Break. <laughs> in what hear way? Me out, hear me also. out. <laughs> Point Break is, it goes on to become Fast and the Furious, if you think about it. <laughs> and this movie really came from Three Amigos, if you really think about it. So hmm. there's a I correlation so. there, you know? Yeah, it is very much that movie again. <laughs> yeah. It's basically Three Amigos, but in space. But, I, but I'm here for it. I like, th- I love Three Amigos mm-hmm. and I love this movie, I think. Uh, but we do have to say that it's it's very much the same movie. Just like <laughs> just like Fast and the Furious 1 is. is Heck, it even, it's, it's, like it's a even kind of like Cars yeah. 2. <laughs> and A Bug's Life, yeah. There's a lot of Pixar movies where it's just, like... Pixar just did the same plot twice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's... Uh, essentially, Yeah, this is... They wanted to do a Star Trek spoof, but couldn't use Star Trek. Yeah. So they decided though, to make up their own show. Though, I will say this about this... I, I, I don't know how, how what the format of this is going to be. I, Marvin, you're going to have a hard time editing this, but... Because um, <laughs> it's going to be all over the place, but... No, I'm just going to leave so it all in order. Yeah. I came... I, I, I came... While I was watching this, I, I was like, oh, that would have been crazy if this would have been like a sanctioned like sequel to the Star Trek movies. You know I mean, with like, that's what I'm always Picard. hoping Star Trek will one day do is that they're, they'll be like willing to make something that's a bit meta. That's kind of like turning Star Trek into like JCVD. <laughs> Which, JCVD. JCVD is one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. I literally cried in movie theaters and then that's everybody I've shown it to, I've shown it to some pretty like, how would I describe these people with insulting them? Um, <laughs> Artsy, fartsy people. Pretentious, yeah. pretentious actors <laughs> who are like very anti, uh, like younger pretentious actors who are like anti Van Damme. Mm, and I'm okay. like, look, watch this 10 minutes. If you don't like it, we could turn it off. And then 10 minutes go by and they're like, oh, this is interesting. And then like halfway through it, they're like, oh, I didn't know this guy could act. It's like, yeah, dude, this guy's a beautiful man from, from Brussels. The thing is, (laughs) I honestly don't think there are like bad actors, you know, like quote unquote. I think any actor can be great when put into the right role with the right direction. Because like, for example, you look at like, uh, what's John Waters movies? Yes. And they're all terrible actors who aren't actors. He just grabs people off the street or people he knows and puts them in these roles but he's he's put them in roles that like they make sense to be in and are great, you know. Like same yeah. for like Gummo. Gummo used a bunch of act like the kid actor is just some kid he knew, you know. Yeah. And it's like it just depends on how you decide to utilize. I I legitimately think even Tommy was so if he wasn't directing himself and was directed by someone else and put in the right <laughs> role, <laughs> could be great, story, Marvin. Could be really like if funny. If he had a suitably really manipulative director that yeah. only farmed out the most specific pieces of Tommy Wiseau's performance, <laughs> yeah. then you could salvage a decent performance out of him. <laughs> well, also, if there's a performance that called for that, you know, like, let's say... The Room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> That's, his, like, that's if, the role of his if, life. Like, what if he played Sam Rockwell's character in Galaxy Quest? You know, he's the guy like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. <laughs> you know, he could I mean, he work could there. That. He could work there. Yeah. It'd be really funny. I mean, okay. Tommy Wiseau is a very unfair, like, choice for this hypothetical exercise because everyone just wants him to be anything. 
<laughs> he doesn't have to be just that character. You could say Tommy Zoe could be X, Y, Z. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll watch that because it's Tommy. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, I think it would be appropriate for him to play like a character like Sam Rockwell's character, who is like kind of like not great at what he does. But he's, I don't like, think Tommy on. is the type of guy who should be afraid to die. <laughs> yeah. He might. I could see him. I can see him wincing and being pathetic. No. You know? <laughs> And be like, oh my god, I don't, don't want to die. <laughs> we had to simplify his lines a lot because he wouldn't be able to say most of them uh, the way <laughs> Sam Rockwell can. A lot of laughing. Yeah. <laughs> and convert yeah. about half of it into cheap, 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 cheap. <laughs> well, speaking of Tommy Wiseau, this this movie has quite the cast. Uh, yeah. First of all, it's directed by Dean Dean Parasot. Parasol. 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 Yeah, I don't I don't know how to say his last his last name, but Dean hasn't had that long a career. His his primary thing he was known for is he directed a lot of and, episodes of Monk and he directed the newest Bill and Ted movie, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Um, but that's primarily the things he's known. Oh, he also like. directed Fun with Dick and Jane, which is the only other movie of his that I've seen. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I've never seen Fun with Dick and Jane. So it's not I don't, really I don't, that I, good. I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't hate it. It's just like, it's pretty forgettable. It has a couple of really good bits in it because it's Jim Carrey, you know, yeah. doing a yeah. funny thing. But Notably, he was also married to Sally Mank, uh, Tarantino's yeah. editor, uh, who, ah. you know, he was, he was, she was the Marsha, Lu- Marsha Lucas to his, her, his George Lucas. So that's wow. essentially, you know, kind of how that went. Um, but yeah, uh, and then the actual cast itself, Tim Allen... It's quite As, a weird cast. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's, it's, a, it's kind of like, like okay, so you, you understand why they cast Tim it, Allen. You kind of want a jerk. <laughs> yeah, you kind of want a jerk. You kind of want, yeah, like Tim, like, had a reputation because of home improvement that he, and also to an extent because of, like, Toy Story that he is, like, yeah. a little bullheaded and thick. Yeah, yeah. And, like, you know, if you want someone to play the equivalent of a William Shatner type, it's actually, pr- it's only gotten better. That choice has gotten only better with age. That's kind of <laughs> true. Yeah. It's only more appropriate over time. Uh, Sigourney mm-hmm. Weaver, primarily because of her sci-fi cred, you know, right. alien. And then, and then Alan Rickman. Uh, Although Sigourney Weaver is a weird choice because like her, her claim to that sci-fi cred is such a different role than what she's like cast as here. Yeah. Cause she's, like, yeah. Cause like, she's like a marginalized cast member otherwise. Like yeah, in this she's, movie. she's not the badass. She is like, cause she actually never, I think she's the only character who doesn't have uh, like a, a character arc. Yeah. She, she <laughs> like throughout the movie, I felt kind of bad for Sigourney cause like they really didn't write much for her. Like she's yeah. a pretty underutilized thing. She's just like a love interest for, for, for a Mrs. Nesbitt. Yeah. And he doesn't, uh, doesn't, she doesn't like get to get to do a cool thing at the end. Other than maybe not really accompany Tim Allen through when they're trying to find the you know the, the thing just, to turn it, off. <laughs> considering how much of a punchline that final like dis- destruction of the of Saris was, she c- it could have just been her who blasts into oblivion. Yeah, that's true. She, that could be like, something they could have given could her do. that shot. You know, <laughs> to like you know, just like hey, remember when she was an alien <laughs> <laughs> and she killed an alien? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she did it again. Yeah. And then you have Alan Rickman, which is a very interesting choice because uh, he's he's a very he's probably what 
he's one of the three show stealers in the movie, I think. Um, cause whenever, Al- no matter what movie Alan Rickman is, you kind of like watch Alan Rickman quite a bit. Um, he elevates the movies he's a part of. Yeah. He, cause he's just a, a really fantastic actor. And then mm-hmm. you, ha- you also have Tony Shalhoub who I only realized this as the movie was ending when I was watching it with Sarah, his character's name is Fred Kwan and he plays. Sergeant. No, no, no. The best part. Okay. Did you not yeah. notice how, when the Thermians like meet the rest of the crew, like on their ship? Like mm-hmm. for the first time, and they're all like uh, in awe at like finally meeting their heroes. Mm-hmm. They turn to they turn to uh, Tony, um, and they say, "Tech Sergeant Chen." Yeah, and yeah. then he <laughs> and then he noticeably squints at them. <laughs> he fucking yeah. squinted at them. I did not. You need to find that. that moment and rewatch that when you get a chance. Oh, no. It's amazing. Oh no! Oh, no. Oh, wait, <laughs> is he squinting in that that fake opening sequence when he shows up? Like I think he is actually. He, is. he is. Oh no. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> okay, so I, I think they were I, I ended up reading up uh, a little bit about this wow. and part part of the motivation behind this like this particular like dynamic is because they tried to uh, be inspired by Bill Carradine or David Carradine? Uh, David Carradine, yeah, yeah. David Why? Carradine in Kung Fu because he was like a you know, not an Asian guy, but he was playing one. <laughs> But there's nothing to do with Star Trek. <laughs> I know. I know. They had an weird. actual they... Asian man in Star Trek. <laughs> and then, okay, and here's another aspect to Tony Shalhoub's character. Um, apparently, they uh, kind of thought of him as a stoner, which is why he's always trying to like munch on things and drink stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. I think you get that food. for sure really? in the movie. Yeah, I think you get that. I didn't really wow. pick up on that when I was watching. Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, 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 yeah. In the, in the movie, yeah, he's like, like high the whole time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and wow, I think I took it as like a weird aloofness I that I like I couldn't identify. Like I wasn't pegging it as being high. I just keep thinking but. of him and Monk, and like that's who his character <laughs> is in this. Uh, and having hung out with a lot of potheads, a lot of them that are like I used to work with one two jobs ago, and mm-hmm. he was very relaxed. <clears throat> that's how it is. It's it's not like he's not um. People that do it every day, especially in the morning, they're mm. not they're not uh they're not um, mesmerized by a lot of things because they <laughs> they're high all the time. So it's like eh, yeah, it's just, just a, it's just their their status quo. Yeah, I mean, Sarah and I have a friend who uh, he he is high twenty four seven, and we didn't know until towards uh, the end of our time going to school with him that he's like, yeah, I, I mean, I, isn't I've that mo- isn't that most people, <laughs> especially in California? I mean, that's just most yeah. people, right? Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. not me or you. <laughs> <laughs> or everybody we know. Uh, <clears throat> Tim Allen. Known at all. Known pothead, dude. And cocaine. Really? Cocaine. Uh, oh, cocaine for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. There's I lots mean, of stories got, of him arrested. just snorting. He was snorting in the set of Home Improvement. Wow. <laughs> what the so, fuck, Tim Allen? Yeah, around the children. <laughs> not around the children, I, Tim. <laughs> I think the the single character... An what? actor that carried wait, this movie. Wait, Sarah, why do why you why do you think you, you never saw Wilson's face, dude? Because he was all covered in white powder. <laughs> oh, oh <my> God. <laughs> wow! The, they finally the, cleaned it off after eight years. Yeah, yeah for like, one like, shot at the yeah. very end. He's like, yeah. all right. He's like, <laughs> um. So, what were you saying, Sarah? I cut you off. I think the single actor that carried this movie was the leader of the Thermians, whatever that oh, guy's yeah. name is. Mathazar, uh, played yes. by 
uh, like a general working actor named Enrico Colantoni. Yeah. Um, he steals the whole movie, I think. Yeah, he's yeah. fantastic. He's the only guy. He's very weird. It's a very strange character. Yeah, like the I always remember the line. <laughs> I don't know. You are like, like, yeah, why like, is you he? Are last hope. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the trailer <laughs> like, line. That's, that's from, always that's, from, the, that's <laughs> it's in every commercial. Yeah, also, yeah. in every commercial was that shot of uh, Tim in like the the transporter goo. Oh, like yeah, flying yeah, toward yeah, the, getting, flying yeah. toward the camera. Oh, that was always God. in every commercial. Yeah. Boy, that as CG well did as not age well. <laughs> also, the, oh, they're so cute. They're like children. And oh, then, yeah, like, yeah, they turn yeah. into, like, you know, horrible gremlins. Yeah. Like, that was always part of it. <laughs> and also, another part that was in every single commercial was, it doesn't have any, like, it doesn't have any, wait, what? Crap. Spots. <laughs> what? Like, it, it's when uh, they're telling Tim, like, go for the weak parts of the rock. Oh, it doesn't have any weak points. It doesn't have any. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 it's like, where's the the weak point in the the rock? The rock monster that I feel like Breath of the Wild stole from. It looks just like that monster. (laughs) Yeah. It's a monster that's... Talos. Yeah, it's a Talos. And Taloses have never shown up in Zelda games before, I think. (laughs) Um, Enrico, the guy who plays the leader of the the termites, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) he's... He's an amazing actor, and he's like consistently really, really fucking good. He was in Just Shoot Me. I don't know if you guys watched that show. Uh, uh, yeah. He was in um, the a, a role that I that he had a he had a small part, but I remember him very distinctly. Is there was a James Dean movie, like mm-hmm. TNT movie, and he played Eli Kazan, and he was very reserved, and he was really good. And and then he did a role in. Um, <clears throat> the show that it was basically the dark Knight. it was jonathan nolan's show it was uh it was called person of interest oh yeah 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 and he yeah. played a gangster and he was really really threatening and i was like wow. that's crazy because he's he could play like a really nice guy and like he could play a vicious killer and he's got and a lot a of weird range. alien yeah yeah he's a he's a he's a that's great actor so weird yeah, yeah no yes. he's <laughs> He I just made it, me like, laugh. He was a good comedic relief, and I mean, the whole movie is com- comedy. Com- but like, I love was- Sam Rockwell in this. So much. Sam Rockwell is also yeah really great in this movie. Yeah, and also Look- this is the only movie I can tolerate Justin Long actually. Yeah, uh, I, I, get behind <laughs> that. I, I like Sam Rockwell's ironic like- because like he's acting his most insufferably nerdy. Yeah, but you're like that's purpose. but that's to me it's like okay that, that works this is fine. <laughs> there was um, the, you could you could tell there's a lot of Sam Ra- Sam Rockwell like improvisation because like it's totally him it's totally like. Like, yeah, yeah, like bits he does before when he's like, freaking out on the yeah. on the the shuttlecraft. It's yeah, like, oh random screaming. Yeah, <laughs> and like when he's like, "Look around you. Can you form a rudimentary laid?" <laughs> oh yeah, laid. Um, yeah, and then th- there's a there's a scene in the beginning where like they're like, "Oh, pull like like you know stall for time because they mm-hmm. haven't shown up for the convention," mm-hmm. and like. They're they're <sighs> cutting between like them getting impatient in the audience and then them them uh, backstage getting ready, mm. and if you listen very carefully to Sam Rockwell, he's improvising all that stuff. Like yeah, he's making yeah, up stuff. Sure. Like yeah, and then these guys build a camaraderie just like the show, but in real life. And like you, they they cut back to him, and you're like, this guy's improvising this, and it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he's great. Missy piles in this. There's so many people that you recognize. Rain Wilson is a random yeah. Thermian. Yeah. It's yeah. actually Rain Wilson's is, first film. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was also Justin Long's for for the record. Oh, it's his first film too. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's oh, funny. Man. I wonder I wonder how, so the writer of this 
there was a show created by the guy that did Ed, not Ed, was uh, the one with Jason Jason Lee. What was it called? Oh, uh, my name is Earl. Yeah, the, the the creator of that made a show that he did right after that, um, like Raising Hope, I think it's called. And uh, I think you're right. Yeah, a, yeah. A lot of the cast of that show is in this movie, like Greg Greg uh, Binkley, um, who you you we recognize as a, as a, as a character actor. He's one of the one of the fans in the in the convention. Mm, okay, okay. And then the guy who's taking a piss and talking shit about Tim Allen, <laughs> uh, Todd. Oh yeah. Gibrahim, uh, he's also in the show. There's a lot of people in this in this movie that are in that show. There's just so many, so many actors from so many different backgrounds in this movie. Yeah, yeah. very like eclectic. Every cast. time, yeah, it was like like I don't know what do you call like an ensemble cast. I don't know, but like yeah, I don't know. It was just it was just weird to see like be like oh that there's this guy and this random person and yeah and then originally oh. Harold Ramis was actually hired to direct a movie at first but then really? he left because uh originally uh Harold Ramis wanted Alec Baldwin <laughs> to play Alec Baldwin really? the William Shatner role <laughs> uh, Alec, Alec Baldwin hmm. turned it down and they started looking for a bunch of other actors to play and they got Tim Allen and apparently Harold Ramis hates Tim Allen so <laughs> wow. I mean I prefer I prefer Tim Allen to Alec Baldwin. I, I mean I feel like I don't really I don't really like I thought it was an odd when I saw Tim Allen in this role, I was just like, really Tim Allen, the home improvement guy? <laughs> I was just like, this is so weird to be like, you know, the William Shatner or like Picard-esque. You know, I was looking for something a little bit more I don't know. It was just I was like, oh, that's an interesting casting choice. Um, but definitely I I prefer Tim Allen over like Alec Baldwin or somebody. I hate Alec Baldwin. I don't like him at all. <laughs> I've never liked him. I don't know why. Well, I think I think they're both pretty not that likable as people. <laughs> like Alec uh, Baldwin, even before recent events, has always kind of Well, Alec never, Baldwin's he was he had an anger issue. Has an anger he issue. He just seems gone like into a lots jerk, of fights and you know, like beating people up. He seems like an entitled jerk, and I just was never able to shake that. Um, that feeling about him, you know? Yeah. Well, and now he's just solidified that fact. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, since we're, this is not quite the same episode as a regular newbie. This is not a newbie Star Trek at all. It's newbie. It's not even newbie galaxy quest. I think most of us had seen it already at some point. (laughs) Well, we have one newbie, right? That, that yeah, Sarah? have I you mean, seen it? You, you hadn't no, seen it. No, I never, I never seen it before. This is oh, my first okay. time. I never even heard about it. I oh. was not even aware of this movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I described it to you. Right. Yeah, yeah that's probably I, why I, I asked that no question. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. Yeah, well, I obviously was not you know, this. I was not part of this sphere of movies at this time. And what you said, it came out in 1999. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was nine years old, so I it it totally it missed me. It missed. <laughs> Um, it missed a lot of people. I think it only got popular when Star Trek fans started really latching onto it. Which, you know, I noticed it is It is kind of like a a lot of the references are to like not TNG stuff. It's yeah, like it's a the, lot of original series references. Yeah. And yeah. actually, the, the director of the movie, he had said that like, we're actually like a big part of the movie is just to make a Star Trek episode. And that's kind of what they did. Because like they right. even have like a mission and they have an away mission. And then they have a resolution. It just happens to involve a crew who is not really a spaceship crew. Yeah. 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 But then it's it's also like weird that they have a captain that's not really well, Tim Allen is like the captain. 
he's not really um, good at this until like the very last minute, I guess. He kind of like pulls it together. No, I, well, um, kind of. Well, like like in, in the scene where he goes for the rock, like he he was willing to let his team go and then stay behind. That's true. Like I feel it's he it's kind of like it, it's moments. the whole call to action bullshit. Like where you're like. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, yeah. He had it all along, and we just had to unlock it. He's like not it. Picard, though. You know what I mean? Like, I'm no, not no, thinking but, of Picard. You know, yeah. that's a well, totally he's a Kirk. different. Yeah, he's a yeah, Kirk. He's yeah. rough and tumble. Because yeah. that's always oh, okay. that's always the primary difference between Picard. See, I'm not familiar with Kirk. As yeah, exactly. Much. Yeah, Kirk is. You, much you don't know more... Kirk Hammett from Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> that Kirk, I do know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Picard. Picard is the exact opposite. Of James T. Kirk, not the exact opposite, but like yeah. they have a lot of opposites. Like whereas Picard's first solution is probably to like let's say, oh, let's all sit down and talk. Kirk well, will probably yeah. start that way, but he's willing to throw hands. But uh, I feel safe with Picard. Like I feel like he's level. Yeah, he's going to make the right decision. We're going to talk it through. He's going to think about everybody's feelings about it. We're going to make a very measured. He's <laughs> experienced. You know, I feel safe Unless with him it at, involves the, at the head. Wesley's yeah. dad, and then he's like, <laughs> "All rules are off. I'm going to kill this man." And sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're going to risk the entire mission if I have to. <laughs> And was that like also I'll kill him as I, many times as it takes? <laughs> yeah. Speaking speaking of Wesley, was was having a literal child in that role here supposed to be like oh like Wesley? Like they literally had like it's literally show, a Wesley it's, reference. It's yeah, it's a child. It's, it's yeah. like a nine year old or like a um, <laughs> someone who's very inexperienced. Somehow. It could also kind of be a Gary Coleman reference. Uh, sort of, yeah, maybe. a young black. A child actor who never really got another role, sort of thing. Only that, you know, yeah. he, yeah, not that he has Gary Coleman's condition or anything, but. Yeah, I, yeah, I just feel like that's the one TNG thing they kind of threw in, and everything else is very much like. But I'm wondering if that's yeah. what that's supposed to be, because like it's so weird to have this team of people, yeah, and then yeah, totally. there's this child. And they don't, and they explain it even less they, so in the movie. They why don't it's a explain child. it at all. It's, it's actu- an actual child. And yeah. it's like, why would that they just ever call be them okay young Laredo. in any, <laughs> yeah. in any way, shape or form to have that, have a child on a team like this? You young know, Laredo, how you've sense. grown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess well, we, we should props say to Laredo for somehow having an adult size uniform, even though. He probably never was given one by the yeah. show. He had to. He had to keep getting one because uh, he keeps going to conventions. So they're gonna. Yeah, yeah. He has to keep getting them made. In that order. was so kind of was like a, a sad. That was kind of like a sad reality. Like these these actors, but like that was also a thing. Like I, they portrayed them as kind of like washed up a little bit in this, and I don't think right the and real I think- anyone associated with Star Trek is. I don't think it by any means like washed up like this. Um, yeah, I don't think they're like know? washed like like the William Shatner comparison really doesn't work just because like I mean, it's no. a spoof. That's why they, you know, they kind of uh, em- really emphasize how pathetic it is. But like William Shatner had a long career after Star Trek. Like, no, you know, William Shatner is not really successful. Up. Yeah. You know? uh, Apparently like, the impetus uh, to writing this like by the by the original writer, like he was like in some museum or something or he was watching like some sci fi documentary narrated by Leonard Nimoy mm-hmm. and he was struck by this like realization like oh this is all he can do 
This is all Leonard Nimoy is allowed to do because of Leonard because Nimoy of in particular Trek. really was pigeonholed. Yeah. Like he couldn't really do much else outside of that. Right. And so like with that as a springboard, I think he kind of went into like, well, what if the cast of Star Trek never got out from under Star Trek? Um, yeah, I, I guess. Think, yeah. But can think, that I, be possible with how popular Star Trek is? Well, so here's the thing. For the for the for TNG, I'd argue a lot of TNG cast went on to have fairly successful career. I think even Denise Crosby, who left early, she had like a pretty decent film career afterward. It's not the worst. I think the main person who didn't really come out of TNG with a lot going on is maybe Michael Dorn, the guy who plays Worf. Worf. But yeah. e- even but even though like uh let's say the um Marina Sirtis who plays Dana Troy, she didn't really do much after TNG. She still considered TNG to be such an upgrade for what she was doing that she was like, oh, this is like the best thing I've ever done in my career. And move, you know, same for Jonathan Frakes. A bunch of them just hopped on to gargoyles. Yeah, that's true, actually. (laughs) (laughs) A surprising, primarily because Greg Wiseman is such a Star Trek nerd that he was like, can I just hire them? And then they were like, yeah, sure. (laughs) So he just hired a lot of them as uh, as Actually, that's disingenuous. By 99, they probably weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't remember when Gargoyles got canceled. Yeah. But in the original series actors, the only one who kind of came out of Star Trek doing other things was William Shatner. And the problem is when Star Trek, the original series first came out, it didn't do well. It only did better in syndication way after the fact. So the main actors and the main crew didn't really get to reap a lot of the rewards right away. And in fact, mm-hmm. a lot of them had pretty like they didn't really do much afterward. Uh, like they, they, they were kind of screwed into doing like small parts and like really shitty B movies or they just stopped acting or, you know, so a lot of them probably didn't do what happened in the movie though, because this is during the rise of bigger conventions, you know, yeah. even by the time this movie came out, conventions weren't really this big as they showed in the movie. They were like much smaller things that people literally just show up for like a day at like a convention center room. And you just have like a few tables and stuff. The, this movie makes it look more like a comic con. Um, uh, the the, the comic con thing, even even how it is now, it's only been like probably less than ten years that it's been. Yeah, this big. yeah, it's, yeah. It, it I'd say like oh yeah. nine or twenty ten. Like after Iron Man came out, that's Iron Man yeah, really kicked so, it all yep, off. Yeah, yep. exactly. Be- yeah. Before that, you could literally go to comic con and go to a bar afterwards, and you would. Bump you into would find people. everyone. Yeah, yeah you'd yeah. find everyone. There wouldn't be, be like, security at Comic Con. No, no. You know, no. it would just be like people show up. Yeah, and yeah. like you could probably, especially earlier Comic Cons, kind of just like get a ticket the day of and go yeah. in. You yeah. know, now it's like, oh, we have to have a lot of fucking lottery to figure out who's gonna get yeah. a ticket. Yeah, like 2008 <laughs> was the first year that Marvin and I attended San Diego Comic Con. It was only for one day, but we were able to pack in a lot of crap on one well, off of one we day. We did a lot it wasn't, that day. Oh, it wasn't man. big yet. We were able to just walk into things and, you know, line up for very short wait for stuff. And like, it's so different now. Yeah. So, yeah. so and then the year now. afterward, we decided to go again, but instead of buying a ticket, we decided to volunteer. And that well, was we year. had to take a year off. It took a year or, off. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But 2010, we realized that it exploded because we would do the volunteer, our volunteer shift for three, three, three hours. Yeah, and then I remember in 2009. Yeah. In 2009, <laughs> I was kicking myself because it was like there, there was a big story that Kevin Conroy comes out of hiding to finally attend a Comic Con after however many years. And I'm like, oh, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God yeah. damn it. I miss Batman. 
But then he shows up <laughs> most common. But then he starts showing up at every single <laughs> game clock, so it's like, okay, <laughs> yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah so. And then, oh, and then I denied him the use of a bathroom oh, by yeah. accident. Oh, you should tell that story. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, oh this God, isn't really the Galaxy Quest at all, but one time I was like, uh, I was waiting for, a, this was the year I had to go to Comic-Con <laughs> alone, I think. So in, like, oh I think 2015. God. So there, we were about to, uh, I was waiting for the premiere of the latest DC animated DTV, like video, you know, film thing. Mm-hmm. And um, before it came on, I realized I really needed to like use the restroom, the restroom. <laughs> I needed to go like, absolutely. It was an emergency. So I was sitting in there waiting in line. And then I like, I'm, I'm about to like, I think I'm the, the person who's like waiting for the next open stall. Like there's no one ahead of me except for the stalls. Then I hear um, someone behind me. He says, mm-hmm. "Excuse me, are you waiting for a, are you waiting for a stall?" I say, <laughs> uh, "Yeah." <laughs> and then I look, I look around behind me. I was like, "Oh shit, it's Kevin Conroy." But I, I, that doesn't change the fact that you need to take a shit real bad, yeah. man. People who don't <laughs> I'm know, sorry, but yeah, yeah, I, I am. And then, and then I, and then like this was like minutes before he had to like go somewhere. So yeah. he just gave up and left the bathroom to, to be on the panel. Yeah. yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. Like, so the whole, Man, Ke- how could you Kevin Conroy is the voice of Batman in the animated series, by the way, so, or in many animated things and you video were like, games. You know what? Yeah. I don't care who you are. I have to take a shit right now. So you're all back the fuck up, hey, man. Everybody shits. <laughs> I don't care who the fuck you that are. That day it was my turn. <laughs> Everybody shits. Everybody. Well, I know stall. I could have. Yeah, I, I might have made Kevin Conroy shit his pants that night. I don't know. <laughs> or he on went stage. on stage and was just yes. like, "God, I really need to fucking pee," and I can't think of anything else but peeing. And this guy would not let me go. So yeah, uh, eventually I made I made good on my missing of Kevin Conroy. And uh, instead of getting an autograph or anything like that, I just denied him his shits. Oh no! Wonderful Damn, story. That's I love so it. Awful. It was also oh, that time okay. when we were we were on the escalator and we just glanced behind <laughs> us and we we're like, "Oh shit, you're Eric Estrada." And he was like, "Hey, hey guys, <laughs> got your costumes?" And I was like, "No, we don't. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> we're not dressed up at all. What the hell are you talking about?" Yeah, and we were just, we you were guys just, like, just oh, look it's, naturally it's cool. goofy. You're there. You look naturally goofy. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I went. I went. I once went to the Ali Auto Show, mm-hmm. and um, this is the last year they made the Trans Am, and I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of the car. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting by the mm-hmm. car, and I got in it, and then I went with. I had gone. No one would go with me. <laughs> I hate going to things alone. <laughs> <laughs> and my my friend's girlfriend at the time was like, "I'll go with you. It's fine." And then so she went with me, and she was she was really nice. She she kind of just like yeah. was basically my shepherd. <laughs> sure. Oh my god! Just so so I, I I you know like I just I if you go alone, there's no one to like be, be sassy with. You know what I mean? So it's like so she yeah. went and she she was she was like all right. And then so I was like, you know what? This is the only car I want. I had one of those. Um, I had a camera at the time, and and uh, this is before this is before cell phone cameras were really good. Uh, <laughs> you still had the shitty cameras on the phones, yeah. and I was like, you know what? There's only one car I want a picture with because they're gonna discontinue it, and it's a Trans Am. So I go to sit in it, and I'm kind of looking inside <laughs> and stuff, and then I hear you hear someone go, "She's a beauty, isn't she?" <laughs> and I look up, and it's Michael. It's uh, it's David Hasselhoff. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, oh, what, damn, dude? were you like, you're a beauty? Yeah, and I was like, she is. 
And then he's like, yeah, mind if I get in? And I was like, yeah, go ahead. And then I waited. You should have been like, no. Yeah, no, I'm you wait your turn. I'm, I'm waiting for the stall. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. You Hasselhoff, you wait your turn. <laughs> you wait your fucking you turn. I'm shit sitting your pants in. right now, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> and then, and then um, I was like, do you mind taking a picture? And he's like, it was during the week, so it wasn't packed. And he's like, yeah, real quick before anybody sees. And he took a picture. And then oh, I wait, just take a picture with him or take your with, picture with, of you in the car? With, uh, that would have been cooler if I would have told him, take a picture of me in the car. Um, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, um, and then he took a picture and then I, I had the film cause it was like the last like film canister that I had and I just had it laying around and I just found it the other day. I got it get developed actually. What? Oh. So you have a picture. Yeah. You haven't even gotten it de- developed no, yet? No. Oh man, dude. Oh, oh dang. You should get that done. Dang. Wow. So wait, you, it was the picture with David Hassel? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so yeah. funny. The Hoffman Night Rider. Yeah. Wow. You need to, you need to develop. Actually, he film. would have been a good actor to play this, this role. No, I, I don't think of him as yeah. a jerk. That's the thing. He, he, he's, I, I think of him as, he seems like a nice person. So I don't think I would well, see him as. Why does this person, why does this character need to be a jerk? Because that's, that's kind of argument. like. Because that's Kirk. That's the that's William oh Shatner. He's kind of full of himself. You need that energy wow, of like kind Picard of self centered. I prefer Picard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I'm not. That, I'm not down. Actually, William Shatner. <laughs> 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 yeah, you piece of shit, you William Shatner. You, you <laughs> finally did it. <laughs> William Shatner is on my shit list for going to space. So no, I, he's on your shit list. He's on yeah. my shit list. <laughs> we, no, we once say, he's shitted on, then he's on the shit list. We, we okay. should say. We should say that <laughs> William Shatner. This. This movie probably Damn inspired it. the Seth MacFarlane show, right? Like the what's it called? The oh, the Orville. The Orville. The Orville. I, th- I think I think the Seth MacFarlane show was inspired by the fact that Seth MacFarlane tried to be involved in Star Trek so much and was denied so many times that he decided to just make his own Star Trek show with Black And then Jack he ended up attracting like TNG writers and crew. Yeah, because they realized because he shows up in Enterprise. The like Seth MacFarlane is uh um. He, Seth McFarlane? Yeah. <laughs> Seth McFarlane is yeah, William Shitner's Seth McFarlane. <laughs> He's uh he, he was modifying all the names today. I think it was in in Enterprise. He showed up as a guest star. Right? And, well not like he's not like labeled because he wasn't like a big star then, I think. Uh but right. I, I think he just showed up because he wanted to, because you know, he loves Star Trek so much. But all right. I think we real I just realized we haven't actually described the, the plot of the movie. <laughs> So let me Not just do all. that. Let me just do tell, that really quick. Tell us, Marvin. Tell us oh, what okay. happens in this movie. Tell us what happens in this movie. <laughs> okay, just very oh, wait, wait, qu- Hold on, hold on. Wait, let me try it again. Hold on. Okay, okay. Marvin, tell us what happens in this movie. <laughs> okay, wow, very- it's like Sigourney Weaver's right here. <laughs> yes. Again. Very quickly. Tell us what happens. Uh, this is, it's pretend Star Trek was shot in the 80s. It's an '80s show versus like late '80s, like it's like considered like a mid '80s show in this in this right. universe, I guess. And in this version, Star Trek's called Galaxy Quest, and it's the original series actors plus Wesley. Oh, Wesley! <clears throat> Did we say why we're doing this movie? People are going to be downloading this. Is like that's thought this was Star Trek. These idiots are talking about fucking Galaxy Quest. <laughs> well, it's going to be labeled that way, so they should know. <laughs> and then, Sarah, uh, is this orange bad? <laughs> Hey, it's another uh, one yes, of those guys. Yes, what the fuck? It's been bruised. So it's it must been, be the, so it's blood had the shit, kick, it's had it's the shit kicked out of it. It, it yeah. looks like so, somebody beat the fuck out of it. I mean, it looked like a blood orange it. from the beginning. No, right. it's black. So must, I wouldn't eat that. Color. Yeah. I wouldn't what, eat that. What color are blood oranges? I guess that's the uh, color. The color of blood purple. when you pop, 
when you so pop them it's open. A, it's like a it's color of a col- bruise. Yeah, it's it's the color of you getting your ass kicked after a couple of days. And- <laughs> I mean, this is getting tinted by the blue light coming from his monitor. So, take, you know, what does take it that taste like? Does it taste like an orange? It tastes a little sour. I mean, that's I mean, appropriate that's for a citrus sad. fruit. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not like the outside is not like br- like it's not like it doesn't look rotten on the outside. You've showed us a lot of questionable food today. <laughs> the, the jelly beans, the Taco Bell jelly beans. Oh yeah, you, nobody saw this or heard this because we didn't start the podcast yet. But Wait, is it actually branded Taco Bell? Yeah, it's or branded it just Taco, Taco Bell. Truck. I think it's. Ta- I thought it was Taco Bell, but is this Taco Truck? Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> taco, taco truck, truck flavor jelly beans. No, but it looks like the Taco Bell like styling is trying to be. Yeah, like, they're trying to rip it off. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they're ripping it off. They're yeah. like, oh, this is um, taco. I don't know what's another word for bell. Taco ding or something. <laughs> <laughs> taco <laughs> ding. That's so racist, dude. Taco <laughs> ding. <laughs> no, it's a taco campana. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Well, anyway, this 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 <laughs> fake original series cast they're they're doing pathetically because they haven't done anything since the show ended. And then the the William Shatner of the group is summoned by real aliens called Thermians, and they need him to solve like some sort of crisis. So he goes right. does thinks he's being taken up by fans for like some sort of skit, like personal skit that they're going to shoot. But he, after he accidentally starts war with the with the warlord Ceres, who, by the way, that the anim- okay, so the CG in this movie has not aged very well at all. Like it looks pretty pretty bad. Well, it's supposed all- to look like the original series, kind of. No, well, the original series doesn't use CG. I, I think the practical effects in this show in the movie look pretty good. Yeah, uh, Ceres like- looks better than anything on TNG. Oh yeah, Ceres looks fantastic. Um, the the dock where the ship is leaving. I learned this from an episode of Adam Savage's YouTube channel, Tested, because he he was visited by the guy who built that dock and the ship. This is all a huge miniature. And nice. they did a whole th- shot where they're the, the only thing they CG'd in there were the little little Thermians in the windows. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's how do you do that? Otherwise, <laughs> uh, but, you know, the, they actually Tooth- had toothpicks. Yeah, little to- little toothpick Stanson. <laughs> but then, yeah, they had them. They had them leave. And then, yeah. And then, you know, uh, Saris wants to to start war because he wants the Omega-13. And the Omega-13 uh, was like a secret device that was in the unreleased final two-part ending of the Galaxy Quest TV show. It was never released. No one knows what it does. But the Thermians believe that Galaxy Quest is a historical document and, and, has thuf- have, and thus they have recreated the ship perfectly based on the random stupid bullshit they do in the show uh yeah, you need some pretty heavy suspension <laughs> of disbelief about this entire setup yeah the, the setup is really stupid but it's, it's a comedy so it's fine like you kind of go yeah oh, it's like fine. the thermians are like <laughs> the thermians just are by watching those episodes yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they they're not smart enough to, to leave themselves but they're smart enough to replicate a a, a they're, t- they're smart enough to replicate a time machine. Yeah. yeah. Without knowing without, that that's without what they Without knowing that that's what it is. <laughs> when the writers themselves didn't know what it was. Yeah. It's, it's, or it's, at least it, that's heavily implied. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's really, it's unbelievable, but whatever. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's that kind of thing. Cause it's like, it's like, it's like yeah. a really stupid, like TV show sort of thing. Uh, but then, yeah. And then they, they ended up uh, accidentally, he ends up accidentally starting a war with them. 
And then, so when he's returned, he decides to bring the rest of his crew. They come back. Uh, they're trapped because they get invaded by Saris's army. And uh, the ship gets fucked up because they end up in a magnetic minefield. The minefield attaches to them. And they, you know, there's just minefields all over space. Yeah, it's just the thing. And then, <laughs> and then uh, it, it gets all fucked up. And they're like, we need to fix our engine. So they have an away mission. And they go to a planet. And this is where right, most... The beryllium of, sphere is cracked. Yeah, the beryllium sphere is, fra- is cracked. So they got to go to the planet. So they got to... Yeah, then they got to get new dilithium crystals. Yeah, they got to get new dilithium beryllium. <laughs> and then they find a sphere, but it's full of uh, evil children. Uh, so then they have to uh, run away. But Tim Allen gets captured. He has to fight a rock monster. But he gets uh, successfully transported back to the ship by Tony Shalhoub. Uh, in the meantime, I guess Tony Shalhoub doing that makes one of the Thermian aliens fall in love with him, and he falls in love with her as well, like instantly, I guess. And then, Comedy. Yeah. And then, <laughs> uh, and then uh, the, sh- the ship is back to normal, uh, and they decide, okay, let's fight Saris again. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Saris has taken over the ship at that point. Yeah. He boards, uh, and they have to, they have to fight um, and you, you have the moment where the whole movie, Alan Rickman's character has been having to say, what was it like? By uh, Grabthar's hammer, you shall be revenged. Yeah. He hates that line, but there is like a super fan on the, on the ship who follows all of his, his show like philosophy and right. he dies and Alan Rickman gets really sad. And he says the line with the most gravitas Alan Rickman has ever said a line. <laughs> Before he dies. Before he dies. Yeah. To like. <laughs> and for his benefit. You, yeah. For his benefit. And then he starts killing everyone on the ship by himself. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then uh, they have to turn off the self-destruct sequence in the ship. There's a stupid, you know, moving piston area that Tim Allen and Sigourney Weaver get through. Mm-hmm. They, they turn off the auto-destruct. It stops at one second. Even though they stopped oh, wait a minute. Like 20 you, you skipped seconds over, beforehand. You skipped over who guided them through all that. Oh, yeah. So there's a super fan pay- played by Justin Long back on Earth who Tim Allen had slighted. They accidentally swapped communication devices that the aliens gave him so he can actually talk to him back on Earth. And he goes, hey, you know exactly how all this works. You and your friends help us get through this weird death trap that's in the show for no reason. And they get through. They turn off the self-destruct, which stops exactly at one second because everything in the show stops at one second and then yes. they defeat Saris because in the meantime during all this action the wesley character just learns how to drive the ship <laughs> yeah <laughs> by, by reviewing old says. episodes of the show he had to rewatch the show to remember yeah. how to pilot the ship yeah but you know i guess i guess apparently he was consistent enough on the show that he can I mean, you have to you have to believe that the show was an unassailable Bible of information, or else none of this works. Yeah, absolutely, so he, none of this works. He learns how to drive the ship super expertly. So this time, when they go back through the minefield, uh, they do it correctly. They don't hit any mines, and in fact, start dragging mines. And the the Saris's ship decides to attack them, but then they do like a chicken where they run at each other, and it turns out that. The protector, which is their version of the Enterprise, has been dragging mines the whole time. They hit him with the mines. Oh shit, crazy! And then you know that's when that's when they blow up the ship, and then they go back to Earth. But then on the way back to Earth, it turns out that Saris had teleported 
onto the Enterprise, the Protector, and kills everybody. But Tim Allen decides now is the time to f- activate the Omega Thirteen, even though they're not one hundred percent sure what it does. And it does. Well, they had a they had a working theory that it will send Brandon the user thirteen them. seconds yeah. thirteen the, seconds yeah. back in time. Yeah, the Justin Long character tells them that. Oh, um, we also skipped over the part where Saris forces uh, um, Mrs. Nesbit to uh, tell uh, Mazarath that he's been lying to them this whole time. Oh yeah, they reveal their lie to the Thermians. That's, uh, that's, that's an that, emotional that, moment that people you know. Yeah. Care about. <laughs> It's it's fine because uh, <laughs> because the Thermians don't have a concept of pretending, so uh, they're they're so innocent that they believe acting is a form of lying. It's not a form of entertainment. Which it is, yeah, <laughs> it um, is. So then they activate the Omega Thirteen. It's just that humans love lies. <laughs> they they go thirteen seconds back in time. Tim Allen stops Saris, and then Could they land sixty nine seconds, but whatever. Oh, by the way, speaking of sixty nine. This is the 69th episode of New Starship. Oh, why the fuck did we burn Damn. this? Damn. Wow. That's crazy. Damn it, dude. That's a milestone. <laughs> I'm upset now. What would you rather have burned it on? A sexy episode, dude. This is kind yeah. of a sexy episode. Not at all, dude. Have you seen Sigourney Weaver? And Tony Shalhoub gets yeah. fucked she, by she, a technical she keeps monster. On, wow. She keeps on cleaving it up all over the screen. <laughs> yeah, Sigourney Weaver looks good in this movie. She yeah. looks great. And then they I don't land know how, back she, how on old Earth. she was at this time, but and then Saris, they all come out of the ship and the, at a, they land right into a convention, the same convention they started from. Wow, and, convenient. Uh, yeah, convenient convention. And then uh, they, they, everyone thinks it's a special effect. They come out, everyone cheers. Saris also comes out, but then Tim Allen does a, a, a William T. Kirk style role, shoots him with the phaser. And Saris explodes him into nothing and Expl- everyone cheers. Yeah. Explodes. And it's yeah. great because of mo- how much of a punchline his death is. Yeah. <laughs> I actually really love that moment yeah, because it's, it's like, wow, they, they really trivialize. This yeah. F- fuck this guy. And then the, everyone cheers and it turns out that the show has been revived for a sequel series. It's called the galaxy quest. The journey continues, except the, the, the Sam Rockwell character who was like, the dispensable red shirt guy who was following them the whole movie is now a main character. He's now Worf and the, the alien Thermian that Tony Shalhoub hooked up with is now also a cast member. And that's the movie. It's a fine movie. <laughs> Hooray. It's like eighties, nineties fun. You know, yeah, like, it's, it's like it's, your, yeah. it's like your fun comedy. It's very much of the era, you know, of the, yeah. Of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I would, Probably give it like it wouldn't work nowadays. It might. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could still work. I think what movie like that would come out nowadays, and what would it spoof like? Mar. Well, you know what? It could be like okay. It's like I guess the boys on Amazon. If it were dark, you know what I mean. Like, it's well, the, bo- the, well, the like boys. Mar- the boys is isn't a- the boys pretty dark already? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, dark. and also the boys <laughs> How is darker. Not- can you get? <laughs> but the boys is also not about like a cast of people. Who yeah, are thrown is. into being superheroes? No, but it's it's spoofing like Marvel stuff. Like that's the whole. But point. it's not like yeah. I don't think it's. Mm. It's spoofing Marvel stuff. That's that's the whole point. It's not like a fish out of water movie though. No, or show, I'm, though. I'm not trying to compare it directly, Marvin. You're trying to make direct correlation. I'm saying it's it's like similar. 
Like, you know. Mm, it's like there's there's a layer of 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 it's a it's a layer of spoof. Like they're definitely comment commentary. I don't want to say spoof, maybe commentary on the Marvel universe if it took a I'm, very dark turn. There's something like, meta about it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not yeah, trying to, to say it's an exact it's not an exact match. I'm not saying that. But that's what I think of when I think of modern day like commentary on popular movie franchise like Star Trek. Marvel. I feel like Sam Rockwell's character like felt pretty like of its era. Um, yeah. Whenever he started getting into like the very extensive breakdowns of this is what happens when this this is the part where X Y Z is supposed <laughs> to blah blah blah, and that like that genre savvy meta commentary was like a lot more common in that era. I, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Well, it was fine. I'd give it like an eight out of ten. Uh, I probably am <laughs> rating it higher. Just because uh, I actually have a, a kind of a soft spot for this movie because um, when I was in eighth grade, uh, my geometry teacher, Mr. Bisogno, uh, this was one of his favorite movies. And during his lunch breaks, he would also watch this movie a lot. And he told me this is one of his favorite movies. Uh, you Mr. just Bisogno- watch it like several times a year? Yeah, every once in a while throughout the year, he'll just watch it again during lunch. Uh, okay. I was worried uh, that he was like watching it every day during lunch. Oh no. <laughs> sighing <laughs> at the screen. <laughs> Why couldn't I be in this? Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Bisogno turns out he's a serial killer. Well, well, Mr. Bisogno has uh, unfortunately passed away since then. Uh, well, so ever and he was one of my favorite teachers. So whenever I watch this movie, I go, Oh, it's Mr. Bisogno's favorite movie. Uh, so oh. that's what I thought. I stand on my statement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what do you guys? How, what? How many starships we rated? Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I'm gonna <laughs> go with. Sound I'm good. gonna go with. We'll go with eight. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I feel like this is a, a case where, since Ricardo has actually seen it before, like he's had no, all maybe. this time to really, you know, consider it <laughs> and have like well, a dormant opinion. He has to dust off and and, and reevaluate before he gives it to us. Well, because I just rewatched it again, like like recently, so it was more of like I was judging like that, what I thought of it when I first saw it versus what I thought of about it now. Mm-hmm. And how does that differ? I really did your opinion so, of it go up or so down. So here's the thing: I'll say this. It's about the same. I think when I first saw it, it was like a fun movie because it's like, oh, cool. It, it was I had never seen again. That's why we do the newbie podcast because I haven't seen Star Trek. So mm-hmm. it was a very digestible version of Star Trek for me. Like it's like, oh, Tim Allen, who I like at the time, uh, and <laughs> Sam Rockwell, and like all these people, and like it was really cool and digestible. But now that I've seen some of the show, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I, I, I should like it more. But I like it just the same. I need somewhere to go, uh, and and I factor in Three Amigos, which is one of my favorite movies, a uh, mm. meta movies like that. So. Uh, I ha- if if Three Amigos is like nine point five, then this has got to be like an eight, eight and a half. Okay, I I wonder. <clears throat> I I would assume watching TNG didn't really change this viewing no, too it's, much. It's right? more the original series. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Mm. But 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 I mean, so I would say the original show Galaxy Quest that they that they come from is is like the original series, but the show that that they reboot at the end of the movie is more mm-hmm. like it's more like tng like probably the yeah too they get they get a security chief too yeah which, yeah. which i think the original series True. doesn't have so i i think there was rumblings about this having a two show 
Yeah, there's a there's been a lot of different various movements to get a sequel to it or get a TV show that is like an in-universe version of Galaxy Quest or something like that. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe they go back to the Thermians and they really do go back on the ship and really do ongoing space stuff. Yeah. But I think ever since Alan Rickman passed away, it's sort of been dead in the water. I mean, like, he's probably one of the most integral parts of that cast. Yeah. And it'd be really weird to do without him. Just get Jeremy Irons. <laughs> <laughs> and just replace him with some other just, British just his, It's his cousin. It's his cousin. It's his brother. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like Die Hard. Yeah. 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 Have him do the German, the, the German accent he does in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about you and Sarah? Dan and Sarah. Uh, um, hmm. You first, Sarah. I'm going to give it seven. Like you know what? I'm right there with you. Yeah. Cause like, I feel like mm, it, it was fun to watch. I definitely was interested in the entire time, interested in the, the entire time in the movie. Like it held my interest. I didn't like find it boring or anything like that. Some, I, I, I don't really like Tim Allen. So <laughs> that really seeing it's, him on it's something screen, you have to contend with, especially yeah, in modern day. <laughs> seeing him on screen a lot <laughs> bothered me. Um, I really do like Monk. Maybe he should have been the role. No, have actually, we ever have we ever discussed the whole like separating the the artist from the art? Have we have we done that? Yet? Yeah, I don't think I we've don't, done that um, on the podcast. I, I personally believe it's not possible, but that's just my opinion. Um, I feel like it is a very <laughs> personal thing to develop an opinion on yeah, yeah some people yeah. can't and personally i've determined i cannot yeah. separate the yeah because i think some arts. people are better able to do that than others yeah definitely and no hate to if you can but for me you know if <sighs> i just can't if you're just a jerk in life and you've proved every otherwise i don't really want to consume your art or your work or your music or whatever so yeah which is why I don't often want to like meet people I like because <laughs> <laughs> it ruins it. Ninety nine percent of the time, ninety nine percent of the time, most people. A, that's suck. a problem. Sarah is proving her point that all humans are shit. Yeah, <laughs> all humans are shit. Which is why I don't. I don't like a lot of stuff. I mean, yeah. I like stuff, but it's it's hard for me. That's other than uh, yeah. I mean, unfortunately, we know so much about everyone now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like what I Chris Pratt or whatever. Oh my god! Ever since I heard he abuses animals and leaves his animals on the street and stuff like that, I I can't with him and Anna. Whatever, I just no no go for me. Ever since I heard about their what they do their dogs and stuff, and yeah, I, you know, I can't separate the animal cruelty from the person because I think it's it's a defined how you treat animals. I think speaks volumes about the kind of person you are. And I don't want to consume anything. And I want to consume anything that you make or create if you're like participate in that. So, so, so for me, I, I have a broader theory or belief, I guess that kind of ties. You have a unified theory. (laughs) Yeah. Which is more that like, there is almost no piece of art in general you can make that isn't political to some degree. Like almost Mm -hmm. every, every piece of art has is going to impact something or someone somewhere in a way that's political. Even if you, the act of trying to make something that's not political is in and of itself a political act. Yeah, so anything, anything, yeah. anything you do. In fact, 
in fact, and how, it's weird that we got into this weird philosophical like, conversation at the <laughs> end. Of the pod. I know, um, but it's like your fucking fault, dude. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't know what artist said this, but I agree with it wholeheartedly. If I make something, whether it's a podcast or a, a, a piece of writing or a movie or something, and whatever it is, mm. and I manage to piss one person off, then I've done my job. <laughs> at, at least for me that's like it's like well i i affected somebody but there's justified there's justified pissing someone off and <laughs> then there's like you know like kicking a dog or a cat or you're not yeah, saying yeah. that chris well, i mean if this, i'm not if people aren't, aren't but, mad at me then maybe i'll kick a dog to see it <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? like being cruel to animals yeah. and not knowing enough about like the star wars or star trek universe is like two totally different ways to piss people Sarah, off. Sarah, you know no I mean? dude we're in the same boat <laughs> <laughs> like, like you know hey, what I mean? Man, like it's all art. They're two. Yeah. They're two different things. Like someone could be mad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, like, you, you, like, Sarah, you digitally kicked a dog for not knowing. Exactly. The Thermians yeah. were. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you know, mispronouncing you, Guinan's name over and over is different than it's the same thing you know, as kicking a dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it's, what I do. Totally it. different. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that is like unjustified anger. Kicking a puppy or a cat, justified anger. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be like, oh, that person's stupid. Fine, get mad at me or get mad at us if we don't pronounce Guinan's name uh, right I, or you know, know what? enough to about To be something. fair, I do think it is justifiable to get angry at someone who is actively doing something to try to irritate you. <laughs> if someone uh, is going out of their way to irritate you, I feel like it's, it is it is expected and acceptable to become irritated. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it's a very easy goal to accomplish. Yeah. Well, I will say for the record, I don't think, I don't believe, there's two like very popular art theories that I don't believe. One is death of the author. I don't believe in that at all. And I also don't believe in like auteur theory where you're like, oh, this guy is the author of the movie. Those are things I just just don't believe in about art in general. uh, Because like I said, art is inherently political. And like, I don't think it's like a type of thing where like you have to like, dive in super deep into the artist to figure out a piece of art. A lot of art, you don't need to do that at all. It's more of like if a cat's already out of the bag kind of thing, you know, that changes the way you view the art. It's just inescapable. It's it's basically living in a culture and that culture is part of the way you perceive art. So uh, that's my, that's my spiel on how I think art looks like. Hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's enough about galaxy quest. It's, <laughs> <laughs> next we week were we're talking about <laughs> galaxy quest jen is next week we'll, we'll talk about religion <laughs> oh and happy yeah. april fool's day if this comes out yeah. on that because yeah. we fooled you with this episode you didn't you thought you were coming yeah you thought this was Star a galaxy Trek? quest <laughs> podcast <laughs> fuck you. this is a discussion about art and alternative yeah. theory you yeah fuck. that's right fuck you <laughs> fucking idiot you got uh, fucking punked you got had you got fooled <laughs> you're done <laughs> Stupid. So, you're so stupid for listening. Ratioed, cope and see the motherfucker. You thought you thought you came here for Galaxy Quest and maybe even maybe you came here for Star Trek, but yeah, you got us. Yeah. Oh. You got us. Yeah. You thought Picard was going to start talking to you. Yeah. You got full you got a bunch of shit. That's what you, you got. You got William Shitner and you got <laughs> <laughs> who else who's else is making mess up. Yeah. Fart something. Yeah. yeah. Seth, oh, Ma- Seth McFartland. Seth McFartland. Yeah, yeah right. No, right. Seth McFartland. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, next week we'll go back to TNG. We're going to go back, actually watch Allegiance. I said that last episode, and that was a lie. He was lying to you guys. I mean, he was lying. He knew he was lying. It's probably open to interpretation because he probably said something like next time. No, I, I specifically. Said, that's true. That oh, you said it. next week. If you yeah. said next week, then that, then your deceit is but intact. That's the but, whole yeah. point of the <laughs> April Fool's joke, Dan. You're missing the whole point of this setup. <laughs> well, he he uh, set it my, up. He's working on the setup for a long time. I'm questioning if he successfully set it up, though. I could be. I could have no. done it incorrectly, like many things. Yeah, because if he just said next time, <laughs> then you know it, there's wiggle room. People can you know wiggle rationalize room. and head cannon it away. Well, all right. We we're gonna watch Allegiance next time. It might not be next week. We'll see. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, if you, if you've been liking this fucking episode <laughs> or our podcast in general, it'd be great if you could give us a review wherever you're listening on Apple Podcasts. You can do reviews. Podcast Addict, you can do reviews, and Spotify lets you do ratings, and that that really actually helps us out quite a bit. Um, so that that's, that's that'd be really cool. Also, we have an email that's contact at newbiestartrek.com. If you want to send us an email, we'll read it out on the podcast. We might. We just might answer your question. That's contact at newbiestartrek.com. We're not going to do a letter a this week. Yeah, for a moment, I thought like, oh, wow, you're bringing an email right now? Nah, we're not going like, to We do got an email. You said we got an email. I was like, oh, we do? No, nah, no, we're not oh. going to do an email this week. Did they know I, we were doing Galaxy Quest? <laughs> <laughs> just in case you're doing Galaxy Quest, I'm sending this email. <laughs> I, don't I mean, wanna... I wouldn't be surprised if someone at some point asked for us to take a look at it. Just, like someone yeah, somewhere might have already had that thought. Yeah, it's quite possible. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I don't want to waste someone's email on that. Uh, and we also do other stuff. You know, we have the Fugitive Frames film podcast. We finally have a schedule down for when we're going to do those canon films. So we're going to we're going to check those out and do stuff about that. Canon. Canon. It's going to become canon. And then we also have our YouTube channel, Fugitive Games. It's been a hot minute. It's going to be a hot minute till I can get back to streaming because we're about the minute to go just keeps a, getting hotter. It's really hot because uh, we're about to go traveling and I, I can't really play the game on the computer while traveling. Uh, so that's that's going to be a thing. If but, you had a gaming laptop, you could. Yeah, but I just have this, this Mac. It's terrible. You terrible. don't have a citizenship to the Republic of Gamers. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> You lost your passport. I lost my passport to the ROG. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're, we're gonna eventually get back to making some stuff for that. Dan might stream. I don't know. He might he might stream some Elden Ring. I don't know what's, what he's gonna do. Uh, like I really it. want to. I keep wanting to. <laughs> Maybe he will. But if maybe you just by want- the next time you listen to us, I will have already. Yeah, and if you ch- just check out the channels, there's just a bunch of stuff on it already. There's like tons of stuff for you to watch yeah. if you haven't seen anything on the channel. So that's and all that stuff. You can just go to fugitiveframes.com and has links to all of that stuff. So yeah, next time back to TNG, but until then stay safe, everybody. We'll see you guys next time. Goodbye. See ya. Bye. Send it. Send it. Okay. Send <laughs> it. Sending now. <laughs> <laughs>